This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of spoken word entertainment. Get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Log on to audiblepodcast.com slash podcast today for details. Welcome, welcome to another... The official podcast of The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. The Leaky Cauldron. Do you hear that, Ern? The Leaky Cauldron. Just go. You're wasting time. Welcome to Pottercast, your number one source for news, theories, discussion and interviews with people from the Potter books and films. I know a small amount myself having written the books. My name is J.K. Rowling. I am now happy to introduce your hosts, Melissa, John and Sue. Welcome, welcome. It is Pottercast 135 and we're here again, your Pottercast trio, all three of us finally. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> One of us sick, one of us tired. Yeah. We're recovering, recovering from a crazy week. But we have lots of fun stuff for you mm-hmm. this week, including news from a sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the leading provider in spoken word entertainment. Audible has over 35,000 titles to choose from to be downloaded and played back anywhere, just like Pottercast. Log on to audiblepodcast.com slash Pottercast to get a free audiobook download of your choice when you sign up today. Again, go to audiblepodcast.com slash Pottercast for your free audiobook. Audible.com is back. And no, we know, we know you cannot get the Harry Potter books on audible.com. If you want to download the Harry Potter books in audio format, you need to do that on iTunes. So, there. Yeah. Are they still on iTunes? Yes, they are still on iTunes. I think. Are they? They're still on iTunes, aren't they? What? Uh... Yeah, the, but yeah. book seven is not on. And for well, the million people that have emailed asking us, no, we do not know why book seven is not on iTunes. Uh, yes, yeah, so we have emailed. I have emailed them three times and I've gotten no response. So, sorry. Don't know. It'll be there eventually. I'm sure it will. I keep hoping for that special deluxe Harry Potter iPod, a new one, new version with all the movies and the books. What happened but, to the old one? See, they just They stopped selling it after a while. Yeah. When the iPod changed. Yeah. Because who wants an old iPod, even if it's got a Harry Potter crest on it? Yeah. You know, like an old, from their perspective anyway. Mm-hmm. All right, what's going on in the news this week, this is Well, you know, John Noe, this and this kind of is cool, because I, Miss Joe Rowling is going to be speaking at the Harvard graduation commencement ceremony on June 5th, 2008. So she is going to talk at a mm. graduation after all. It's not Hogwarts hey, graduation. Yeah. You know, but there you go. I wonder if she'll talk about her <laughs> students' graduation. I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious because she's gotten um, honorary degrees before, but never with a big speech. Now she's like a keynote, you know, speaker yeah. for. Yeah. That's great. It's fantastic. It is it's- because Harvard is is renowned uh, for here in the United States for those that are listening elsewhere. But she, they are renowned for having some of the quite leading figures speak. I mean, yeah. last year Bill Gates and Bill Clinton, and then now we have Joe. I mean, those who will be there, we trust that you will, you or your family will have video cameras, yeah, audio tapes. Yeah. Anything else you can to get this historic moment uh, recorded for the fans. Yeah, usually they they do put that up later online, but I mean they don't give out the tickets are not available to the public. It's usually like right. the people that are graduating get like f- like four student tickets yeah. or something, you know. But it's like fights. if you have an extra yeah. one and you feel like giving it to one of us, you're yeah. more than welcome. <laughs> sure, we have all kinds of. Uh, we could get to Boston. All kinds of upcoming Harvard graduates on listening to podcast. No doubt. <laughs> I mean, yeah, why not? Sure. I'm sure there's at least a couple of you in there. Harvard, Harvard. Yeah. But I thought it was really cool that here's Joe speaking and John had talked to, we t- you know, we talking, you talked about it. So I thought it was kind of cool, you know? No, it's great. Very neat. It is. Um, uh, you, I know that you all are recovering from your last weekend and, and you know, 
You all had that great uh, interview about talking about Deathly Hallows, but now the rumors are kind of back. We have a little bit more about that. Um, You know, because Warner Brothers kind of said through Empire Magazine that they said there's no decision made. Yeah, we heard just a new interview from Timothy Spall, who plays Peter Pettigrew, and he's confirming that he's going to be back for Hereapolis Prince and for Deathly Hallows. And and this is his line, and this is really confusing, so I want to read this so we can talk about this. I'm also at the one at the end. I have a very big scene in that. I think they might be shooting two of them back to back. Hard to know, though. What with this writer strike and all? Well, they. Hmm. Here's the funny thing about how that's worded, though. Yeah. Is that he said two of them, yeah. and not like both of them. Right. Which would kind of make it sound like there's three more, one other one floating around there somewhere that's not included in the two of them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean that that is kind of odd. It was just a, an odd thing because he's talking about, yeah, he's back and he's going to be shooting his scenes, uh, presumably for, for Spinner's End here soon. And then uh, and then he's talking about Deathly Hallows being back for that. And he has his big thing at Malfoy Manor and all that stuff. But uh, I think they'll be shooting two of them back to back, right? If it was seven, they probably would shoot it back to back. And then the writer's strike really only affects seven because the script for six is written. So the writer's strike yeah. only comes into play when you're talking about book seven. Right. And why would they shoot six and seven back to back? No, they There they needs wouldn't. to be the age progression there like there has well, been for every right. other movie. No, they'll be 17 by the time Half-Blood Prince is Right. I, I mean, uh, we haven't been confirmed yet but I thought they weren't even going to begin on, on uh, Deathly Hallows until, like, February of next year or something, you know? Something like that, yeah. You know, at you least. Know. So, I, so I just saw, I, when I saw that, I was like, well, we don't really know what that means, but it could mean more. So if the cast is kind of thinking it's a two-part film, I don't know. Could be, could be. I, just, I, I don't know. But, uh, okay, well, the other, the other big piece of news this week came from the, um, yes. the, the lawsuit between the Harry Potter lexicon and yes. J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers, and you can read all about that on our website. There was 1,100 pages of stuff filed from the J.K. Rowling and Warner Brothers side. Um, most of it needed to be read. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's summarized. Um, it's all available to read publicly, but the, we have summaries up available on the site because it's a lot for anybody to read. <laughs> basic, you know, yeah. basic arguments. You know what? Go, go read the documents because there's a lot of basic well, arguments. Well, it was like a thousand pages, right? Melissa, you, you plowed, we yeah. should say Melissa, are Melissa no, diligent it, plowed through all that. And that's a lot of legalese. I mean, there's a lot of testimony, a lot of, emails and attachments and just phew, a lot of emails a lot of emails and a lot of new information and a lot of um interesting information so if you are at all wondering how this will affect things yes there are a couple of statements that seem to say that a win um for the the publisher already our books would mean a more stringent view yeah. by, by by copyright holders not just joe every author every copyright holder uh, it could change fa- fandom fundamentally, and that seemed to be reinforced a couple of times throughout. Um, we'll hear from, from the RDR book side of it on February 5th. Then they have until February 15th, I think, to file a reply. That's the J.K. Rowling side. And then it will go to court on February 28th. All right, well, then that's that's that update. You will yes. hear more from that if you keep checking out leakynews.com. Yeah. And I think that we've got a great show coming up. We have a great interview that John and Sue did called, with the guys from Ace of Cakes. Thank you, everybody who's been emailing us, yes. letting us know that the guys who did the massive Hogwarts cake at the premiere party of Order of the Phoenix uh-huh. were going to be on a show called Ace of Cakes. We uh, got in touch with them, and there was a great interview with the baker of that cake. Lots and lots of fun. So I think yeah. you'll really enjoy it. So stick around. Yeah, and John, no, he did attack. He ate the 
astronomy tower. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> Shut up, Sue. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> You're giving me in trouble with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. That, that was really cool. And I, it's just, it's fun. I just one quick thing before before we go. Um, congratulations go to Stuart Craig, who's getting the Lifetime Achievement Award from the Art Director's Guild, because I think that's really cool. Excellent. I think he's, well, he pones. So. Yes. His, his work has been fantastic. Stuart Craig. Stuart Craig. Alrighty, people. Yay. We'll see you later. Yay! Go eat some cake. So we're here with Duff, the ace of cakes himself, and yes. some of you may be curious: Why are we talking to Duff? <laughs> but hmm. there was why could that be? there was a small article. Well, actually, not not too small, but there hasn't been many pictures of it yet either. But we'll get to that question. But um, at the Order of the Phoenix premiere in Los Angeles last year. There was uh, an additional star at the after yes. party, and it was this massive cake, beautifully massive. done in the shape of Hogwarts. Yes. Massive. And it was put together by uh, the brilliant team at the, the Charm City Cakes, who are the stars of the show on the Food Network, the Ace of Cakes. And we're here with Duff who is the, um, the mastermind behind uh, this cake and many others like it. How's it going, guys? Yay, <laughs> thanks for joining us. Going Your good. cake was unbelievable. I mean, just in a night that was already amazing, there was this massive cake. Brilliant. Yeah, full disclosure, I guess I have to say, I did have at least three or four pieces at that point of the night. <laughs> it was awesome. It was, it was really cool because, uh, we, you know, we were staying around and, like, you know, showing the cake off, and then uh, Rupert Grant came over, and he was like, you can cut it up. And we are like, oh, uh, yeah, sure. And so we just started cutting into it. <laughs> oh, no. Were you able to show it off enough, or did he just, he was just Oh, hungry. yeah, like, like, it was there, like, pretty much all night, and then, you know, like, we, like, <laughs> Towards the end of the party, we just started cutting up and serving it. That is yeah. that's amazing. So now I it was really funny. I had read that um, that you guys had had made most of it at in your uh, in your bakery in, in Baltimore and traveled with it cross country. Is that is that accurate? Yeah, that's accurate. We um, spent about three weeks on the non edible portion wow. and put it in the back of an RV wow. and drove it out to Los Angeles. <laughs> And then baked all the cakes at the um, Kitchen Academy, which is next to the Arclight Theater, mm-hmm. and carved all of them, decorated them, and built the rest of the piece there, and then drove it over to the party at the Jim Henson Studios. Wow. That, that's a hell of a road trip there. I mean... <laughs> it was Arclight. insane. We... Oh, my God. I can't tell you how many times I wish I had a magic wand, because yeah. we had... Two flat tires, oh, no. a busted oh, no. generator, um, a blue radiator hose. Oh my gosh. Uh, it was, uh, I, I kind of lost my mind in the desert out in Barstow. Yeah. So we got this cake, or part of it anyways, in the back mm-hmm. of the, this RV. Mm-hmm. We're in the, the parking lot of a Dairy Queen. <laughs> I just flipped out. It was like 120 degrees and I just like could not imagine that it was that hot and uh i started doing donuts in this giant rv with billies on the back and then i hit this berm and the whole thing went up on two wheels like it was insane it was completely insane and then uh i jacked the e-brake and the whole thing came to a skidding hall and like it was just oh my god mayhem yeah. tell me your camera crew was there 
<laughs> oh yeah, they they got the whole Thank thing. Thank God. Really, yeah. <laughs> and and there was no damage to the stuff inside, right? When you're doing your wheelies no and stuff. No damage. <laughs> That's amazing. How often yeah. have you traveled like this with with pieces of of cake to go places like this? Man, we've gone all kinds of places. We've gone to Santorini. We've gone to Istanbul. We've gone all over the states. Like you name it, we've been there. Wow. That is amazing. But- so, but so, how did could you tell uh, our listeners how it is that you got asked to do this? I mean, that seems kind of like an unusual thing that they would get a guy clear out and the other on the on the East Coast to do a uh, you know just a special cake for their part. I mean, how did that come to be? I mean, did you just call him up and say, "Hey, I'm a Potter fan," and, and you know, well, or Duff they is a very show? famous. Well, I know <laughs> he is, here. but He's I just thought you know. <laughs> I, I think that definitely like the TV show helped. Mm-hmm. You know, just for having people kind of notice what we do and like mm-hmm. the the scale on which that we make cakes and cake sculpture. But I think the thing that really tipped the scales in our favor was the fact that I'm such a huge Harry Potter fan. Excellent. And I think that they were just like, you know, if somebody's going to do this cake, you know, it's got to be this guy because, you know, not only are the cakes that come out of this place just stunning works of art but yeah you know we sit here and have debates on harry potter lore all the time like well, and that's no joke let's see that's what i was <laughs> I, you know i was wondering because i'm just finishing school going into to visual effects for for film so i, I i'm kind of with you on the attention to the detail with this harry potter stuff uh-huh. and you guys you know everything about this castle i was really looking it over and you know it, it would have been very easy for someone just to make a random castle and call it Hogwarts, but this looked yeah. pretty dang close, almost almost proportionally perfect to to what we're used to seeing on screen. Did you just study the film, or how did you guys go about researching all of this? We took the previous four movies, watched them all on DVD, hooked up a computer to the DVD to the DVD mm-hmm. and to the TV, and took stills from the movies themselves and actually like got the courtyard just right. Got like all the, the, like the Dumbledore's triple tower just right. You know, we got like, you know, the bridge just right. You know, got the hourly, got like, you know, everything that, you know, like the the really defining features of this castle, Mm -hmm. you know, we got them just right. And then we also looked at pictures of, of the actual, like, like where the, the, the structure is. And Mm -hmm. I think it's North England. Now that is uh, now. If you studied all four movies, you know a lot. A lot of fans know how different the castle has uh, pretty much has evolved. Very, very different. <laughs> the first, very film. different. Yeah. So you just but with, there's there's some things that are always like very consistent. I mean, like like for example, the courtyard is you know is a it, it's one of those places you know like when Trelawney's sacked. You know, I don't know. There's there, there's something about the courtyard that's a very sort of um, no pun intended, but central figure of that castle mm-hmm. um Dumbledore's triple tower you know especially when uh Harry's fighting the dragon you know like it's a such a uh just a very stunning sort of you don't see that very often you yeah, know totally. that yeah. like triple turret kind of thing but it was so amazing for for, for us to, to that night that was my first premiere party and to go in there and be around um you know like the cast members like be around Radcliffe and Rupert Grant coming up to you and then what was it like for you as a Potter fan just going in there and talking to these people and then suddenly they're eating your your cake I just think that that must have been a really cool thing I don't know it was amazing yeah it was just as it was like it was like I felt like I just, I don't know, I felt like I was 12 years old again. I was just like, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) 
Daniel Radcliffe, I'm such a big fan. Oh my god, yeah, it's so cool. Like I was, I, I was like all like a tizzy. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember we um we saw you before beforehand during the premiere on the on the red carpet, and yeah. that was that would have been a few hours before you were to unveil this thing. So how 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 crazy was the scramble the day of this thing to to get it all ready for showtime? It was insane. It was like get the cake, get it over to the party, get back to the hotel, change, get in the limo, drive around the block, <laughs> yeah, literally, and uh, get out of the limo, walk the red carpet, watch the movie, you know, hang out with everybody, go to the party, and serve the cake. And so, like, you know, the whole time we're sitting there watching the movie, and like, I mean, we are so insane about our cakes. Like, we are, we just, like, we're we're very OCD about them. Yeah. You know, like, we yeah. care yeah. very, very, very much. And sure. the whole time, you know, we're like, wow, we're watching, you know, we're, we're like the first people, you know, here to watch, you know, this movie. You know, we're really trying to, like, get into it, and, like, you know, really enjoy it because we're all such huge fans. But at the same time, we're like, man, I hope the cake's okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I hope some security guard didn't stick his finger in or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I <don't> know. <laughs> oh, stupid Death Eater trying to mess with your cake. Big I know, totally. <laughs> <laughs> did, did, did you have, like, like little secret things, though? I mean, that would be hard for me to, like, because like, I know that you have done, like, you know, your artwork. Stuff. Didn't you want to, like, want to spray paint, like, Voldemort sucks or something on it on the side of the castle or something? Or did you just do, like, do, like Oh, no. I mean, like, <laughs> Like if we get to do the cake for the last movie, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm gonna actually, um, I'm gonna lobby very much for um, the uh, the 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 battle for Hogwarts. Oh god! Oh, totally. And I wanna I wanna put like um, like a couple of M80s in the side of it <laughs> and just blow it, you know? Because like you know that there's that that one scene when you're just like, oh, there's a hole, there's a hole in Hogwarts, yeah. like somebody put a hole in Hogwarts, like no, you know? It's like I, I just want to see that image, you know? Yeah. Don't, don't they feed yeah. Grop out of the hole in the Great Hall? Yeah, they do. Right with the spiders, right when the fighters spiders are trying to get in there too. Yeah, right? Grop. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Out there and they're throwing meat at them or something from the Great <laughs> <Yeah>. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Uh, that must have been. It, I just. I'm sorry, John, but it was just. I. What was it like for you? Because that was right before the book came out. I just remember seeing all these people and I was like, oh, I want to go ask them what they knew. I mean, that must have just. Were you just still like kind of thinking about the book at that point too? You know, it's really weird uh, because, like, you know, kind of knowing the sort of show business side of things, you know, like just the tiny bit that I do know, and knowing how like things are staggered and how things come out. It's really hard to like, you know, you're really into the movies and you like the, the movies are fantastic. The the books are, you know, there's so many things that are in the books that you always want to see in the movies that like invariably end up on the cutting room floor just because it's like, I mean, you could take any one of those books and turn it into, you know, at least a trilogy. Yeah. You know, if not more. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you're always thinking about like, you know, you know, the books and, you know, now I'm waiting for fanfic to come out and like, you know, all <laughs> kinds of, you know, like, like, you know how like in Star Wars, everybody's like, they, they have like all these different people that are writing all these oh, yeah. like kind of like weird side stories, you know, mm-hmm. kind of stuff. 
What was Voldemort up to, like, after he left Hogwarts and before he came back and, like, you know, sort of took over? Yeah, I mean... You know, what was he What was he really getting into? You know, like, that's, like, a whole another thing that, like, somebody boy. can completely write about, you know? I mean, what, what was Voldemort and, and Dumbledore doing any time that Harry wasn't near them in any of these books? Like, yeah, what was Dumbledore's totally. day job totally. other than sitting in his office petting Fox? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, I mean, he was off, you know, doing all that stuff that the ministry did was was very curious about, yeah. but didn't, you know. We have no idea. And it's like, well, what was he doing? Exactly. You know, what was he checking out? What was he getting up to? You know, it's like, you really want to know. And, and I think that it's, it's the kind of story that I, it just, it can go on and on and on and on. I'd, I'd love to read about Hagrid forever. Uh, for some reason, I kind of identify with Hagrid a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a lot of Hagrid fans. Yeah. Yeah. Hagrid's awesome. He's a good guy. So yeah, you're, you're definitely into all this stuff, but you mentioned briefly the, the other guys uh, at your shop. Are they into it as much, or were they excited to land uh, land this project with, with Warner Brothers, or are they kind of teasing you a little bit? Everybody here likes the movies, mm-hmm. likes the books. They like the whole institution. But Anna is probably my biggest rival <laughs> when we start arguing about Harry Potter stuff. Okay. You know, like we'll get in, we'll get into a discussion about time turners and it'll last for like, you know, three weeks. <laughs> Excellent. Kind of like me and John, we do that too. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you have a, a Hogwarts house that you identify with? Mm, I don't think I've ever been sorted. No, mm. I, I mean, I, I don't want to be cliche and say Gryffindor, but, I don't know. It seems like we're the dumb jocks hang out. So. <laughs> well, you won't be the first one. Totally. <laughs> there you go. I'm definitely not a Ravenclaw. I'll tell you that much. No, me neither. <laughs> Which one of the houses was the creative one? So do you remember? Uh, a lot of a lot of the kids that were doing art and crafts uh, and that know, kind of stuff. I don't know. Probably Ravenclaw. Maybe Hufflepuff. I don't know. I mean, because I'm a Hufflepuff, so I don't, I don't know. Probably Ravenclaw, though. I probably I don't know. Well, no. let's see. Well, Luna was a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she was awesome. definitely very creative. Yeah, yeah, definitely. She came up with that lion hat. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> see, and that's what's so cool. Here it is. There's, you're this, this, I, I love your show. And we, John is a huge Food Network and we watch <laughs> your show. And then here show. you are, that you can find Potter fans in every walk of life. And I just think that is so cool that you are able to do something, you know, with your, your amazing skills and you're able to put it and making that cake. That must have been a blast, though, actually. I just, you know. Well, I think it's also a testament just to the Harry Potter industry is that you can find Harry Potter fans in all walks of life. It's the kind of thing that there's really nobody that can't identify and enjoy it on some level or another. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's why it's such a phenomenon. Mm-hmm. It's so huge because kids love it, adults love it, guys like it, girls like it, everybody can like it, you know. And it's just, it's a very sweeping, I think it has a, a, an incredibly, incredibly wide demographic. You know, if you're an adult and, you know, you're kind of like, maybe you're just like kind of not into your day job all that much. Yeah. And, man, you can really get into this world of just like fantasy that's almost applicable to daily life. Exactly. I think that speaks volumes for what the institution is and has done for people. Yeah. You know, I mean, who hasn't read the book? Yeah. I mean, if you're really into it, who hasn't read it like 10 times? 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I keep reading them over and over and over and over again. You know, and it just, it it never gets old. No, no, it's marvelous. What did you think about the last book? Did you like it? I really did. And I think it ended on the, probably the best way it could have. Mm -hmm. I'm not a writer yet. (laughs) <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> so, you know, I, I can't, you know, like give a very, I guess, uh, you know, the sound literary, you know, critique of it, but I thought it was fantastic. <laughs> it's wonderful. I was really thrilled. We were talking earlier about the Battle of Hogwarts. I love that whole last part of the book. I just thought it was top notch all the way done. And, you know, McGonagall, you know, with the deaths and everything. I mean, just all the little minor details and Neville with the, the venomous tentaculas and everything. I just thought that was fabulous. Oh, yeah, stuff, totally. You know? I cannot wait until that last movie and seeing Molly Weasley. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> hey, where did that come from? <laughs> Who woke her up? Well, I mean, like, look at Ginny's uh, uh, reducto. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just like she gets she gets from her mom. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, she, she does. She totally does, man. Everybody takes slow <laughs> steps daughter. backwards. <laughs> Oh, that was that's excellent. The fiery redheads. <laughs> yeah, they brought. <laughs> Um, can I just ask you though, because that cake was so amazing. How much? I mean, how many people did it take to like carry that thing in? I don't know. Did See, you just... there was Ben, Anna, and myself, and then we had a couple of PAs help us carry it in as well, and just like you know, make sure that people were out of the way. Yeah. <laughs> and then once we got it onto the table, the um, the event staff took over and like they dressed the whole table up with like this like really cool like movie moss and like. Mm-hmm. Just it was really awesome. Like that, they just like you know, just like sprang it to action and just like made it you know part of the party. And it was so cool. Like like remember like when you walked into the bar and you saw like all the moving portraits. Yeah. And, like, that's so cool. cool. Was that awesome? Oh man, so it, uh, cool. like the bathrooms. They yeah, I was just gonna ask oh, you. Oh my god, the so great. Did you, you go into the bathrooms? They were so funny. Yeah, because for those that were not there, there they actually had the plates from like Umbridge's office, and the cat yes. mounted you in the bathroom. Because <laughs> it's like you know you're walking around this party and like, hey, what's up? It's Seth Green. Hey, what's up? It's Valley Bertinelli. And then like you walk into the bathroom, and you're like, whoa, ooh, oh, what is this place? <laughs> they did such an amazing job on that. On that, the, the whole party was just such a phenomenon. It was, it was, it was just off the hook. It was. It really was. It was awesome. I mean, because like we we saw you and we and like you said, we're seeing these like guys from Heroes, and it's just such a surreal thing. And of course, we're you know, of course, we're a Potter website, so just seeing the cast members and everybody just mingling around. And then they're just that's so funny about Rupert. He actually like say cut. He told you to cut the cake. <laughs> well, that kid has his own ice cream truck. It was a cake, and we're like, yeah, it's a cake. He's like, it's really a cake, and I was like, yeah, it's really a cake. He's like, you can cut it up then. <laughs> so we like, like walked like over to the the buffet and like and grabbed some steak knives and just started cutting up slices. Oh my god! <laughs> well, that kid, that kid is because I think everybody was so afraid to cut the cake. Yeah, you know, because it's like one of those things where you're like, wow, you know, this obviously took a very long time and a lot of effort, sure. and you know. Yeah. We, you know, went into it like, do we really cut it? Like, are we supposed to eat it? And so we just sort of forced that issue. Yeah. And we're just like, yes, you do eat it here. Yeah. <laughs> eat it. Can I ask you though, what did you what did you do with um what was left after after the night? Like all of you spent all that time 
making even all of the non-edible pieces. And what what happened? I mean, do you guys just throw it away, or do you hold on to some of it for, you know, prosperity? Or if I'm not mistaken, I think Warner Brothers still has the castle, but um, oh, wow. I don't know. So they they kept it though. You guys didn't bring any back. Yeah, we you. we left with nothing. And the RV. Yeah. Uh, Did you at least win like one of those games? They had all kinds of games and stuff, and I was over there trying to like fling the rat thing and trying to get those games it, and try. I got my butt. It was flip the, the phoenix. Pieces. They made you take a flip mallet to a phoenix and knock into a trash can. I don't know who thought that was appropriate. Anna won a wand. Really. She yeah. Did. Oh, that's cool. She did. It's a really, really nice one too. I mean, it's a really like high quality. Like I've seen like movie props up close, and like they're really kind of mm-hmm. you know not kind of shoddy. Like yeah. it's really nice. Like it's a really nice one, and then um, Ben got a neck tat of <laughs> HP. You know, cool. yeah. <laughs> you know they're going out with, like the fake tattoo. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. he got the little neck tat with the HP. It was kind of funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm a Slytherin. Who knows? You know, that's what I you am. Know, I do have a lot of ambition, but yeah. you know, I'm I, I'm. I just you know what it I don't takes? know. I think I'm too much of a good guy to be a Slytherin. Yeah. There are good guys, Slytherins. It's all right. Uh, well, I mean, there, there has to be yeah, good guys. It's a big it doesn't house. mean like they're not the most. Yeah, you know, they're not going to be put in front of Harry's nose too often. But they got to be out there. Well, we we actually had Joe on our show here a couple weeks ago, and she mentioned and pointed out that Slith, that Slughorn did come back at the end of of Deathly Hallows when he could have run. I mean, if we remember in Half-Blood Prince, he ran away. I mean, he spent most of the book trying to get away. You know, we remember at the beginning, and then and then at the end, he was one of the three people fighting Voldemort, taking him on when he, you know, I mean, he could have easily run. So there's he's a Slytherin that could have ran, but he yeah. didn't. She so was ambitious, but you know, yeah. still solid. <laughs> so your guys is an opening episode. Or your next season is coming up in a few weeks, isn't it? The first episode will be January 24th, and that will be the Harry Potter episode. Excellent. And Excellent. this um, this episode of our show will be out um, a few days before then, and uh, we'll have links for all you guys uh, to go. Well, not links, probably, but at least, you know, when, what time it's on and what channel it's on and everything. It's a food network. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. No, nobody go throwing it up on YouTube or anything. We don't condone <laughs> such things. <laughs> we did some really fun stuff like we bought a Zippo yeah. and then we had a guy in the back of the shop playing with the, the rheostats for the lights and I was <laughs> pretending that I had a deluminator nice it totally is you know yeah, I saw you guys doing magic tricks in your promos for this thing Oh yeah, when uh, Elena turns into in her cat, <laughs> you guys are all turning Elena into turns cats. into her cat flan. Um, <laughs> Jeff turned into his dog Cotton, <laughs> and um, I have the deluminator, and I get yelled at by Mary Alice, you know, to Ew. turn the lights back on. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> the second I saw that, I knew we had to try to get in touch with you guys because we, we, we can we can uh, spot the fans a mile away when we see them. Well, I tell you, I mean it's it's really cool because you know there's you know I mean you know you get interviewed a lot and like you know this you know a lot of times it's like okay this is like an entrepreneurship seminar yeah yeah <laughs> you know kind of thing and like you know to to you know be interviewed by you guys it's a, it's a, just like. I don't know. It's so much more fun. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah, you're welcome anytime because we talk about Potter all the time. Yeah, we, we've been doing yeah. this for about 135 <laughs> weeks now. 
I mean, wow. so it's, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah. Um, we know. That's, that's it's lots awesome. of fun. And, um, well, we're, we're really looking forward to seeing this, uh, this, this episode. Have you guys done any other Potter cakes? Do you get a lot of requests now since, I bet you probably will once this episode oh, comes yeah, out. Oh, yeah. We've done, um, like Quidditch fields. We've done, did a model of a firebolt. We did, we did a snitch. Oh, that's cool. Wow, you know what would be cool? Because you did like a dog one or something once, but you could do like a dragon. Now, that would be a challenge. That would be cool. Actually spitting fire and not melting the thing? (laughs) Well, we can actually, I've kind of figured out how to put fire in cakes and make them still edible. Whoa. Yeah. I did it on the Jay Leno show. I was on, um, made a big car engine yeah. and it shot fire. I think fire. I saw that actually. And then we sliced it up and served it to the audience. That's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. And it didn't get tinged or wasn't, it didn't taste like, I mean, there wasn't any like. Yeah, you can totally do it. And then we had, um, we did a, a cannon for a show called Sugar Rush that was on Food Network before we had our own show. And it, it shot mortar, like real fireworks, like, like the big balls, you know, like the big giant. Like, you know, drop shells. It had a removable sugar muzzle that caught all of the cordite. And so you pulled that off. And then once you pulled that off, you could cut up the cake and eat it. Oh, gosh. Pretty neat. And the inside had a PVC pipe that was lined with aluminum. You know, they kept the the PVC cool and, you know, provided a nice tube for the launch. So clever. That's so cool. I've got it. That's what we do. We're like cake dorks. You know, we sit around like, hmm, how are we going to do this? Are we going to awesome. sit there and figure this stuff out? <laughs> well, well, when I was sitting there trying to think of what to write to you guys, and, and uh, we, we're obviously dorks for doing a Harry Potter podcast for 135 weeks. But part of, part of me in the back of my head think these guys aren't going to call us out on that because these guys are probably just as nerdy as us with their cakes as we are with these books. So. I, totally. I wasn't nervous. <laughs> but I got to ask you one more question because no doubt we're going to get this emailed to us a lot, even though I kind of think I already know what the answer is because knowing, knowing how busy you guys are. But if people catch this episode and they, oh my God, I have the biggest birthday party coming up. I need to have these guys make a cake. Is, is, do you guys still, is, is your bakery still do, you know, random parties that aren't big warner brothers after parties things can they can they stick oh that's you guys? that's 99.9 percent of our business is the guy on the street awesome and that's yeah yeah i mean like you know the the movie premieres and the you know like the big events the yeah. the super bowl the jail and you know stuff like that that's those are few and far between you know we yeah. make cakes for people in baltimore you know for yeah. the most part and that's like what we've chosen to do. Like, you know, we're not a chain. We're not opening up other yeah. stores, you know, all over the place. You know, we're not trying to, you know, open up a Charm City Cakes in every city in America or something <laughs> no. like that. You know, we're trying to, it's like, it's one shop of, you know, 15 very creative individuals. And, you know, we like it that way. <laughs> so, uh, so I guess the answer is yes, they, they can make you a cake. Uh, but they're not yes. going to sit in an RV and drive across the country for you. <laughs> You're going to have to go get it. No. I mean, if Daniel Radcliffe's at your party, then yeah, maybe we'll come out. All right, you heard him, guys. Get, if you get Dan at your party, you're all set with your cake. Now, hop right on that. We actually have a big, uh, a big fan event uh, coming up in 2009 in Boston. Um, in Boston? Yeah, a big Harry yeah, Potter convention. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, we actually yes. just announced it recently. 
And, um, oh, you should get me out there because I grew up on the Cape. Seriously, okay, oh, totally. Seriously, we will. Because yeah. it's uh, it, it's the first one of these that our, our site has ever uh, has ever done on our own. So uh, I think yeah. oh, I think man, I might I call for a cake. Oh, um, it definitely send me the info, like uh, just like where and when, and okay. um, you know if uh, if like if even if you wanted a cake or not, you know. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's not too far from you guys. No. Awesome. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you oh, so much, man. Thank you man. so much. It's thank so you. Amazing. It's awesome, Mr. Goldman. You're brilliant. I love your show, and you're funny. And, you it's know. Duff. Duff. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Come on. Mr. Goldman. We've been here for 31 oh, minutes. I know. I'm sorry. I am a chef. <laughs> it's, on. it's like worse than calling me chef. Okay. <laughs> Sue is very respectful. <laughs> no, I mean, but people need to know if they're going to look it up, who is your host, and they'll fuss at me. It's all right. Duff. Thank you uh, so much. Just Duff. Duff. Like Madonna. I know. Duff. <laughs> Duff. If you can't remember that, then what can you remember? That's right. What the hell? Well, we, speaking of remembering, we will have uh, in our show notes again the details on uh, how to tune in to the season premiere of uh, Ace of Cakes with their Harry Potter episode leading the bunch and uh, should be really cool and uh, the website for um, their bakery charmcitycakes.com for uh, if you're interested in uh, having these guys do you a potter cake and you're in the area um, and there you have it oh. rocks thank you so much and I apologize for slaughtering your names <laughs> oh I'm just <laughs> thanks so much thanks, stuff. have a great weekend all right, see you soon. Yeah, bye-bye. Okay, bye. Bye. Oh, that was awesome. That was great. Hey, great interview with the cake guy, guys. That was fun. Wheelie's man in an RV with a cake. I'm just saying. You know? He's a pretty cool dude, <laughs> I gotta say. Very cool dude. I don't know. That show's a lot of fun. I don't know if you've ever watched it before. Uh, I've uh, seen it a few times, definitely. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm always watching the Food yeah. Channel. Yeah, I know. We... <laughs> It was funny, Melissa. We were telling them, you know, we were telling them about that we have food. We talk about food, and it's like I don't think he really understands how much we really do talk about food on this show. <laughs> For a Harry Potter podcast, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense, but we do. But we found a way to make it have sense. There was something about cakes. Boom, yeah. we're on it. Let's talk about cakes. <laughs> I'm disappointed we didn't get March from Marlin's cake mentioned. No. On that here. Oh, we did do that. I wanted to get his opinion. <laughs> Poor Marge. We need to have her on the show one of these days just we to apologize. Have her on next yeah. week. Just all the copyright for that. Keep the cake thing. You know, and here I was feeling so proud of myself. I had done a Quidditch cake for my son once, you know, just was really proud of it. And yeah. <laughs> then you see that and you're like, oh, pwned. <laughs> Pretty much, you know. <laughs> well, come on, you know. Yeah. That cake was massive. Yeah. There were there were guards in front of that cake at the mm-hmm. premiere party. It was mm-hmm. great. That so, premiere party was amazing, though. We still can't get over that the bathroom you go and the cat use at you in the pink. Just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was pretty intense. Well, John is still here in New oh, York. He is, and he's, he's, he's survived he's a week with Muchka. And the piñatas? He did. Do you know that now she comes up to him, she kisses three times, and she meows once? Yeah, I got at least one meow out of it, so we're making progress. Anyway. Yeah, we're making good progress. She sat next to him while he was on the computer. <laughs> yeah. What? very, I mean, they're starting to become friends, I wow. think, in a little weird, whacked-out cat way. Well, it's taking some time. <laughs> well, I have someone who may not who may not be as nice to you yet. She did mute Uh-oh. today. I have my own cat now, too. Yay! Yay! She's so gorgeous. Her name? Bella, yes, Bella. She wears a mask of goodness, though. She's she's. A, is she nice? She is actually. She's darling. She's very very good, and she likes to sit next to me on the computer. When I'm, 
She's But she hissed a lot, though? No. I mean, she hissed, uh, like, my, my parents came to visit, and she just hissed once at them because she hadn't met them before. But after that, she was mm-hmm. really great. You know, wait until she gets uh, spayed. Yeah. That's when Mushka changed. Yeah. <laughs> she was totally nice and everything until she got spayed. Oh. She didn't like men anymore. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so, she, Bella has, Bella but, has, what she's like a polydactyly or whatever they're called. You know, she has extra toes. And she has, se- oh. I know, her front two paws, she has seven toes. <gasps> wow. Oh, what No, seven. And so That's it looked adorable. like she has big mittens on. And I was looking at her, you know, when I first got her, because like no one else wanted her. And I'm like, I fell in love with this cat as soon as I saw her. And then I was looking at her front, and then I realized it was seven. I was like, whoo, magic meant to be, you know? She could be an acrobat. <laughs> or she could smack John real hard. That's right. Thank you, Melissa. There you go. Boom. See you, Dollish. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, guys, we have got plenty of good stuff coming up for you this year. So yes, we, we do. Are just it's going to be a great year. Up here into February, sort of, maybe end of January. Yeah, pretty uh, Getting there. And so hang out with us. Yes. We are not ending. Thank you for all the concerns. Oh, yes. We are not ending <laughs> in July 2008. That was John being John. That's <laughs> <laughs> per usual. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Time to get out? Yes, I think so. I think y'all need to recover still. And I think so. Watch yeah. that cake show. Watch the cake. Bye, guys. Yeah, you guys, don't forget to watch on the 24th, I think it is. Yes. Yes. 24th, Ace of Cakes. We'll put up a notice on Mickey, I guess. Yep. Yes. Yes. Okay, okay everybody, keep twiddling those dials. Uh, next password will be Bella. Bella. Aww. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night. Good night. We've missed it. W-free. I confess myself disappointed. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to bed. Great, Scott. No wonder. Look at the time. We've been here nearly four hours. Spooky how the time flies when one's having fun. <laughs> this week's podcast was produced by the Pottercast Trio and Steve Bonnet. Thanks, as always, to our awesome transcription elves for transcribing this and all our other episodes on Pottercast.com. For more information about the show and how to contact us and be a part of future episodes, visit Pottercast.com. Ew, there's something to kill your cauldron. It's getting all over my shoes. This cauldron's got a hole in it!